0: And I could see their eyes first, glimmer, and then they had these little brown hoods, and they were about my size. And um, I knew immediately they were kind. And subsequently, I ended up having quite a few experiences with him for, I'm not sure how long it was. I only remember them from about three to five years old or so.
1: Hi and welcome to today's episode and I have Misha Johnston here and she had her first ET experience at the age of Free and has had numerous contacts and abductions, and been involved with at least seven different alien types. And that's what we're going to talk about today. She's going to share her experience, but also knowledge of different galactic groups and the like language, and much, much more. Uh, I'll let her introduce herself once we start chatting. Enjoy. Oh, I'm very excited to have you here. What okay, did you. Honored. Uh, so before we start or like before we get into all the questions and because i want this to be like an hour of galactic talk and vibes towards that but i do want to hear about your background i know you've been you know have a little bit up and down in your life and all that but uh, and i do thank you for all the the people you are helping and have helped uh, through the uh, past but i would like to could you please for people that don't know you, could you please let them know a little bit about your background, a little bit what you've been through and what you do now today, please?
0: Okay, I will. Thank you. Um, well, okay, in my my life, I have two parallel lives going on in this same life. One is with extraterrestrials and very highly loving and energy from them. And then I have and I was born into a um mind control mk ultra family and uh my father was my handler and other relatives um throughout my whole life i have you know i had horrific things i was in the monarch program the mkl all, all aspects of the mk ultra pro- program um throughout my life uh at age 17 i had my first missing eight month period of time when they took me into service and uh, actually they took me into service at nine years old but at uh but my absolute missing missing time from family and friends was then and um, so i do have a book and people can read that if they want to go into the detail but we'd like to keep it on a lighter side and i definitely want to so i'm just just letting you know that um, there was an eight-month period where I was in the uh, Monarch Beta sex slate programming. Um, Mind control altered uh, split, my alters were split and fractured um, when I was very young, and so at seven, like I said, at seventeen I went that, and then the following year it was another same kind of thing again. They picked me up. And they do it by means of um, a trigger word or something like that. And, and that second case, uh, the first case, I don't know what it was. Was it a trigger word? I don't know. Uh, but in the, the second case, it was definitely a trigger word. I was the phone call rang. Uh, the phone rang. I picked up the phone. There was what sounded like a fax machine. And, but really, we didn't have fax machines. When I look back on it, it was like a fax machine. And then a voice came and said something. I don't know what it was, but it was a code that uh flipped my other altar into uh the front and started taking over. And again I had some more of that. So it's um uh it's been a, a very uh horrific life uh with all of that. Also I had my lab abductions and under underground bases and uh, with uh, extraterrestrials that were of um negative but ma- malevolent groups of reptilians and grays and raptors and draconians and uh, and a lot of our military that you wouldn't now these are deep shadow military. I, I don't want anyone to ever think that our military, but it's um, it it goes into kind of three levels. first level is is military and they know nothing about it. There's a second type of military who know some about it. They want to know they with experiences. They'll want to um, abduct you, reabduct you, I should say, and find out what you learned, what your experiences, why did we did they choose you, um, all of these kinds of things. What the ship looked like, what, how it how what the propulsion was, all of these questions. Then you get into the last level, which happens to be with the um, more of the. Uh, torture and more of the MKUltra things in it. And that goes all the way into the secret space program. So I've also gone all the way into the secret space program as well. So that just is that part. And that's part of my life. That's who I am. I had to do a lot of therapy, a lot of work to get back to my life and to take uh, to, to um, um, integrate all of my alters. And so once that was done, uh, my mission was still always the same. My mission was to help, and I still do that to this day. Um, and I started in um, 1989. Um, it was uh, called Contact Center International, and I brought in speakers to tell about it here in in Nevada. And then um, I'm not going to go into the whole story of that, but my ETs urged me, shall we say. Well, actually, it's lovely. I'm going to tell you this because it's a very yes, nice please. Thing. Okay. Yes, please. So, uh, yeah. So um, I was uh, running these groups and I've been bringing in speakers and stuff. And people would, from time to time, at the end of the speakers and stuff, would ask questions. And usually they share a little of their own. So in this case, um, people were sharing about their ETA experience. And in my head, this little, little sweet voice would say, it's time to start your experience group because there were not any experiential groups, Um, never heard of anything. And I said, oh no, 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 this is enough. I I don't want to do, no, I don't want to do that. And so then the next week it was again, another person. It would be a nice time to start the group now. And then I said, no, because I I don't have to be in the limelight in, in this thing. I have my speakers come in. I'm shy. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And so they left me alone. And then another month went by and the speakers came in. And this time a girl got up after the after uh the, the speaker had finished and she was saying, I'm so afraid, I'm so afraid to live in my house by myself. I can't walk down the the the, the um in the dark. I can't walk in the dark in my house, I can't walk down the, the hallway. And I just don't know what to do. And they said to me this time, it is now, and a little bit louder, but still benevolent, loving, it is now, like a parent, actually, it is now time to start the group. Okay, okay. And I stood up and I said, "Um, okay, I just wanted to make him one more announcement. Anybody wants to be in an experiencer group, anybody who's having contact, meet me in the back of the room. So. That was the beginning of it. And it continued on until this day. Uh, and it's always been physical experience of groups in my home or when I speak at conferences, I always have groups there too. But now uh, for the last eight years, I've been having them on uh, different kinds of Zoom. This, I've, I went to Google and Hangout and some other things, but I'm really happy with Zoom at this time. So that's how I have them. I have three a week. And they talk all the subject matter that I've talked to you about on the MKUltra side. I have groups for individuals for that. I have a targeted group. I have hybrid groups for people who are hybrid parents and hybrid experiences as myself um, and, um, and hybrids. I have groups for galactic light language to help people connect with their galactic uh, families. I have uh, uh, ET experience groups, and then I have a new beginning, Starseeds, just waking up. And so I have these three groups a week. So people can always go to my website, starseedawakening.org, or they can go to Starseed Awakening ETK Contact and Experiencer Group on Facebook. Yeah, uh, and to, I put, I put all out. the
1: links uh, all okay. the links in the show notes uh, for you as well, and also yeah. at uh, at my website as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Great. Yeah. So the E.T. side of it now. So at uh, three years
0: old, which happens to be the same about an amount of time where they started me in the MKUltra program and split in my altar, I also were having these loving E.T.'s that would come to me because it, by that time, um, I was already in a, in a place that I was uh, a, totally an introvert completely. Uh, I was afraid I was always one to be this little the person hidden in a corner and never to be seen uh, because of what was going on. But um, one, a few nights, I would hear these little sounds in the middle of the night and they would be like little mousey squeaks <laughs> and such. And the so one, one night I got the bravery because i was three years old. I decided to get up and find out what it was. So I went and da- right down underneath the uh, stairs uh, that go up through the stairs there's this little cubbyhole area and there they were and I could see their eyes first glimmer and then they had these little brown hoods, and they were about my size and um, I knew immediately they were kind and subsequently I ended up having quite a few experiences with him for I'm not sure how long it was I only remember them from about three to five years old or so um but I do remember being what I considered as flying over the roofs of the house. So I could fly with my my Bee Gees the Bears. Because they were fuzzy, because these little, little brown button eyes and were fuzzy. I I I called them Bee Gees the Bears. Um, and um, then when, when <laughs> years and years and years and years um, later, when I was an adult, I wasn't at the uh, Star Wars show and I saw the ewoks and when I saw them I just I stood up I said oh BG's the beings I know it is and some I've had other people who have had that experience as well
1: so I think a lot of uh, a lot of people that watch star wars sometimes it's uh, for me it feels like a documentary
0: it is a documentary yeah. there's yeah. so many it is mm-hmm. it's a,
1: what what would they call
0: soft disclosure for sure soft disclosure to let they have to let this information come out but they do it in such a way that they don't have to admit that it's true actually but it is and there's a lot of people have seen a lot of the same types of ETs that are in the star wars and the star trek shows and um um oh i can't think of the name of it another couple of shows that they had uh that
1: had oh, Ju- oh what is it called names. jupiter um, Jupiter ascending or something like that. It's oh, well, like Jupiter another... ascending, well, Jupiter ascending. Yeah, that one that's is the, That's oh the draconians.
0: That is the absolute draconians. That's exactly what they look like. They come in different colors than that, but they also come in that color. And those are the warrior class, and they are not nice. That makes Mm. sense, which I'll share a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, yes, please. So, so back to your friends or your friends, can I just ask you when you saw them, uh, were they more like because I think some people uh might have a question if they were more like a physical form or more like you saw them more as a vision? They look very physical,
0: they look very physical. Okay,
1: yeah, all right, yeah.
0: And they and when I was but I do not remember going in the ship, I remember going up in the air. And flying over the roofs, but i not member membership. But I do remember them teaching me how to levitate, or they levitated me. I'm not sure which, because uh, my mother saw me up on a ledge, uh, the fireplace lodge. and said, how "Did you get up there at three? Right? How did you get up there?" And I said, oh, "I flew, up, Mom." <laughs> and so they were to be my invisible friends, along with the deers. The deers were also. Uh, the next ones that came and they would come to my window. And to me, they look like, like deers, like or maybe even baby deers, but they look like deers. And there was three of them. And when I saw them, I knew it was time to go. Now this is when I was pushing five, six years old. Um, at So I would be taken to them and I'd be up in a ship and I would see this other being at I called him the tall willowy one because when he walked, I can't tell you it was a he or she, but when he walked, um, he floated and he did not feel it looked like he had bones or anything. So he kind of floated and swayed as he walked like a weeping willow tree. And that's why I called him the willowy one. I named him that. Um, and uh, so he was in charge of everything always. Though, um I had a lot of experience with with him. And then at 16 years old, I uh, went to bed and I woke up. So, I, you know, I, let me explain something for people who may or may not know this. So you'll have an experience with a group of ETs and you might have it for a week solid and then nothing for six months or uh two days and then in two two months, you have over another one or two days. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Anyway, in my memory banks, that's how it is. Um, so in this particular time, um, so it kind of jumps there because I just had these, these uh, experiences where I'd be taken on board the ship when I was younger and I would see um, big screens and these were to teach me how to speak and listen. To the Galactics and uh, and see the writing as well um, when the screens were down you could see out into space there were other kids in the room too it wasn't a large class maybe 10 to 12 um, kids in there and that was our um, school that we would go up to and, and uh, let's see and then another time no that was when I was adult okay um so then let's go to the 16 year old. Uh, was the first time I met someone really who became very special to him in my life. Uh, I, I uh, was went to bed and I woke up. I'm outside, and I can I know something's above me. Um, but it's very hard because when you're uh, under the paralysis, you can't really see very good. But I could see because it was high enough up that I could see that it was definitely a round shape and it was definitely big. And there were some uh, oscillating color lights as well as this was at night. And um, I also sensed because throughout my life and my childhood, I have some psychic abilities that started showing. What I thought they were, it was that just my imagination. Um, but and also thought because my father was a magician, an illusionist, and a psychic in his in his magic shows and such that uh, I might have got his ability is what I thought, you know. So anyway, um, back to that ship. Sorry if I jump around and just don't, I don't want to leave out any really good important parts so people know and can understand my story. So um, I was, next thing I, I know, I felt somebody big around and behind me. I just felt a very... Big presence, you know what I mean. When you have that feeling, that frequency of that energy, and uh, then the next thing I know, I'm inside now, and I'm laying on this kind of a chair bed thing. I actually in in similar to a stirrups, but not. They're they're just kind of things that you can uh, lay your legs across them and such. Uh, you're not tied down or anything like that. Unlike in my life, I'd had times where I was tied down in the MK Ultra thing. So I was relating some of that fear to this experience. And when I saw the little greys down there and they were doing gynecological examinations on me, that really freaked me out. And I started to cry and yell. And the willowy one, I hadn't seen at all. Just those three little greys. And um so the me bent down over my face, so he must have been at the top of my head, and bent down and said telepathically, "This is necessary for the hybrid program." So telepathic is basically all the communications you have with them. The teachers, they were all telepathic. Um, the BGs were telepathic. Uh, the the Greys actually didn't communicate at all with me. Um, until a later gray came into my life. And that, that was when I was an adult. So to finish that off, sorry, this is how I, you know, I just, my main, my my mind, maybe because of the uh, things that have happened to me, but my mind says, oh, oh, you forgot that. You got to bring that back into so people understand. All right. So they're laying there when he said it, It's not, um, we're not going to harm you. This is necessary for the hybrid program. Then I went, oh, I'm not sure. Okay, all right. And then I'm looking out and the ship looks big now. Inside looks much big, very big. And uh, I see these three beings with robes on. They're much taller. They're taller than the willowy one, I can tell by the way they look. And um, they and I, and I know and recognize the energy of at least one of them. And I said, I know who you are. I, I, I know you. I feel you. Who are you? And I can't tell you if I telepathically said that or physically, but I, I asked him. And one step forward, dropped this um, dark, dark uh, gray, gray hood, dropped, it, and I saw his face. And it was a reptile. A reptile, and I hate reptiles. My mother hated reptiles, and I think it kind of passed on over to me because of things she said and how she trained me, or something. uh And then also they use reptiles in my programming as well. Uh, so to fear, for fear of, and so when I saw this uh, lizard-looking thing, I fell, asleep. I, I I passed out. um So that was the first time I saw Ayano, but I didn't know it was Ayano then. So. Now, fast forward, um, now I'm on board a ship once with a different kind of willowy I mean, it's not like the woolly one, it's a different kind of gray. It's not as short as the other ones. I think this is these Rosetta Reticula, if, I, if I, I really truly believe they were. Uh, they're also part of the hybrid program. So, you know, I think in a lot of ways they work together. But um, I was shown Imagery like a um, holographic screen. I was and in the holographic screen were flashes of Earth and where I live. I knew it was Earth, and and they flashed into different disasters and disaster and ecological disasters, and ecological, and then the final flash that they were flashing in front of me was a devastated Earth with. Um, sky that was this dirty, dirty brown color. Uh, the buildings were all shambles and, you know, it looked like nobody lived there for a long, long time. And, um, and they said to me, is this the earth that you want to live on? I said, no, it's not. They said, well, part of your mission basically is what they're giving me this idea because they show me the picture and they say like part of your mission part of it is is to talk is to tell people if they don't do something about their planet this is what's going to happen what happened to our planet we don't want it to happen to your planet so that's why i believe for sure they were zeta reticular because zeta reticular are part of that group that did have a very humanoid life but they let their planet go like we are letting ours go
1: did they say what they were called
0: i names to me are not important i'll tell you why because in my programming in my life you do not want to remember they make sure you don't remember names so names were never important to me or ask or anything so i didn't really ask people i didn't even ask my hybrid children when I was shown them later their names uh, I, um, yeah, so I don't know, I guess that's the only way Oh, I, I
1: meant think. more where they were from and what, the kind, of, what the kind what zeta kind retic- of light
0: beings pardon? they weren't light beings, they were zeta reticula I have never seen light beings per se I have seen Pleiadian but not light beings per se but um, as zeta reticula they'd reticulate as a race that was very humanoid.
1: Oh, okay. And yeah. They, I never heard about that. Yeah.
0: About, oh, so they're very humanoid. Um, yep. it's actually the story about them. Hmm. Is in My book.
1: Yes. So I wanted you to talk about that next as well. If yes. you could, yes. could, oh, sure, yeah, but finish whatever you need to finish with the okay. Ayano as well. Yeah. All right.
0: Mm. And so, um, um, uh, yeah. so you of course the, the, so Zadie so maybe I can go through it when I'm talking about that book. Yes please. That's, okay. All right, so then let's just you know, I've fast forward and throughout my life again, I'm having these this dual life going on. Um, and then in 89 um, well actually in 82 it starts the my lab experiences start horr- horrifically and they even take my child. Uh, my son, I see him in the underground base with me one time. Um, and so I I asked, I prayed, I asked my galactics for help and protect me and protect my family. I said, I, I can't let them be taking my family. So um, they did send me somebody, but I really didn't know that at first. Uh, I found out much later that who it was. I mean, I, I didn't find out much later. I found out that they had sent him, but... Um, One time when I was to be taken, I knew it was in a myelabic situation that was happening. And um, I, let me try to remember how, wait a second. No, I didn't meet him then. I met him after I came back, yes. So I was taken, I came back. And the next thing I know, I'm this energy orb is here. It's a beautiful, colorful energy orb. And there is definitely a figure inside of it. And I can see the shapes of the figure, but I can't see any features. So that would be a light being, in it, I guess. Yeah, I guess it would be. Um, and um I had many experiences with that. One, um, then I met a human-looking one that had blonde hair and he was very kind and and benevolent and I remember being on board the ship with him and seeing him and others. And then I have a, a relationship with him. Let's say I feel like I really like him. I know him. He's, he's a friend. When he comes, I felt safe and everything like that. But then one night, um, I see him and I said, well, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> uh, there was this energy going on in my body, all right? He was not touching me, but the energy was there. And it had uh, like a kundalini energy. And I said, yep. this never <laughs> happened before. <laughs> what is this? And I asked him, I said, who are you really, you're not really that, that man, this man that we see before me, and you're not really the energy. Who are you really? Please show me who you really are. And I got this energy back from like, oh. I don't know if you're ready for kind of a question energy. And I said, no, I want to know. And then I heard, are you absolutely sure? And I said, yes, I'm absolutely sure. And then he shows me who he was and that he is a seven and a half foot reptilian with um, yellow gold, gold eyes and the the slits, uh, the vertical slits. And he has four fingers and four toes and claws. And he, um, first to me, I'm going, oh, God, looks like a
1: snake.
0: And then, so I'd really still struggle with that. And I always felt he looked like a snake a little bit too much for me. So, but, but still I knew he was very, and, and I thought to myself, he's benevolent. He is, because he's been really good to me. He's protected me. In fact, one particular time after that, Oh, I had two reptilians show up in my house and he showed up next to him and they disappeared. And that was the last of that. So he did protect me. And he did save me. And he, and he brought in another group uh, of, of beings that they call them the Iargens. And my kids would wake up and they would be standing at the foot of the bed. So so I had a long experience with Ayana from 80 uh, not actually, I mean 89 is when he showed up um, after my prayer and my, my asking for help, which we have to remember we can do. Uh, and then um, he was just with me on and off throughout my life and still is, is still is. So let's see. I, I think that's, I will just say one more thing, uh, and it's very hard to tell that part of it without the other. So I'm um, just just understand that a time came in my life when I had had threats, three automobile accidents in one year, a uh, uh, many threats. My family was threatened. I was uh, taken uh, with a friend on, on a base and threatened with our lives again. Ran off the road, all kinds of things, and I had come to a point that. You have really got to help me now, folks. I really need your help because they're threatening my family now. So um, I was there by the ocean and I was talking to them. And the next thing I know, I am in front of a council and I tell them the same thing. I'm begging you, please let me come home. I can't do this anymore. And they said, beloved, do you not remember? You asked for this mission and you must complete the mission. Uh, but we will help you. Uh, after a lot of whining and things, we had conversations going on about that, telepathically, of course. Um, they said, oh, what we can do is we can help you cancel your contracts. I said, good, because I want them all canceled, every one of them. I want them all gone. As I was just adamant that I was done with everything. I didn't care. I wanted to just live a normal life. I just wanted to live a normal life with my kids. And I had a granddaughter, and you know, I, that's all I wanted. Um, And uh, so I did. That happened. And things, they didn't stop 100% but they almost completely stopped and uh, they stopped with the MKLG and they stopped with those kinds of things but I still had astral dreams and things like that. So when you go out in the astral form, there is, it, it, it's not, we're not from the, the binds of this planet anymore. So I, I think we can experience a lot more. So I still have my, my dreams with Ayano. Um, in fact, one of my dreams is we are on a beach living together all by ourselves uh, as this, the more pleasant view of him as the man who's blonde. And they were there for life, or are just there in love forever. However, in this lifetime, to my knowledge, he never touched me uh, that way. I did, I did touch him. I wanted to feel his skin, stuff like that. He did take me by the arm once when he was rescuing me. But other than that, nothing else. So that's kind of about all with the ET uh, that I can share in a short amount of time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank you so much Misha. Uh talking about that and finding someone special in life, I was just before we got into the the galactic family and like I wanted you to mention the oracle cards and all those the book as well that you made. Um in terms of I've listened a lot to different interviews and people talk about twin flames, soul uh, soul um, yeah, so, uh, mm-hmm. twin flame and but also the divine the divine match as well like some so what's the difference
0: oh yeah what's the divine
1: yeah do you what would you say in in
0: my experience i believe that iyan and i are soulmates because i did Mm -hmm. through hypnosis and also through a a, a visitation from him taking me i found out that i've I've had two lives as a reptilian Mm -hmm. um two of them with him and then a, mer- a human life with him as well. So I've had three lives with him as a mate. Um, so I think, I don't know if it's a soulmate or a twin flame. I can't really tell you. But soulmate uh, versus twin flame. Twin flame is part of the same, your same soul. So it splits and then you unite. And you and you and if you do get an opportunity to meet that soulmate, they complete you. So um, that's it so a counterpart would would be i believe he's more like my counterpart
1: to me okay yeah my divine yeah. counterpart. but that, that's people. another topic i think for another Yeah, for <laughs> another time, time. For sure it is. how about could you please um because i'm i'm i wanted to you to share a little bit about different galactic families oh, what do you call it beings would that would that be what they would the cold
0: or um i call them beings because i'm not yeah, beings to, I, yeah. or races or races yeah,
1: races, yeah.
0: yeah so i call them galactic my book is galactic genealogy planetary origin yes. and in my book um i have a chart um and actually i i did this chart many years before i did the book but the et said now is time for people to see what we look like mm. so do a book in color full color and joy, I have people join with you in taking uh, giving their, their pictures and their experiences and stuff. So that's what I did. So many of, not all, but many of the pictures here are from people's experiences. Some of them are just giving you the idea that they're human and the different races of human and such. But... Um,
1: And they can find it on your website, uh, your book, And
0: through that, of course, I do my Galactic Genealogy Planet of Mm. Origin readings for people and uh, speaking galactic language for them and stuff. And I think the best way to introduce a couple of the galactics is to have me just say a few words or have them say a few words through me. If that, if they'll do that, I mean, I kind of felt like it was going to happen, but when I looked, at <laughs> and so, also maybe um, you
1: can explain a little bit how they look like this. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank okay, you.
0: So the Octurians are beings that can be either tall or short. They uh, usually do not have hair or if they do, it's very, very, very sparse. Um, they are um, usually have bigger eyes than us and um, they are, uh, different colors as well. Um, some of them, were, like I said, very short and some of them are very tall. And that was an Octarian. Um, the um, the Lyrans, okay, and wants once comes through too. Lyrans are um, many different human races um, and, and in fact, even on Octurius, there are human race, humanoid races, not necessarily from Earth, but humanoid. I mean, there's about a 90 percent of human races out there that want you to know many, many more human races are, are of any other race. Um, and again, humanoid. So. Um, the lyrans are also a feline race of all types of, like, you see tigers and and panthers and that kind of uh, race, a species here on Earth, is there in their facial features, but their bodies are humanoid. Uh, they are great geneticists, and they have been doing genetics for their life. Now, I'm not sure that they were always lyre, uh, felines, I don't know the history of that, but at at this point, there are many, many felines. lines. Um wa wa Um again these are really just little messages of saying that they are and are and very pleased with the abilities that we will allow me the. I would allow them to talk basically what they're pleased about is I'm allowing them through to talk and they want other people to allow them to talk with them because once you can connect with us, you have, you have so much more inside of you that is ready to come out. You have so much more than you think you are. You are so many, many, many multidimensionalalities of your life. You are so much more. You are Eternal, and we want you to know that that's what we want to share with you, that's what we want to give to you, and speak to you, and show you that so you are loved above beyond measure by us as our family. Um, okay, so that was the and then there's um, I've already explained reptilians to you, there's the uh, uh. Mantid groups, Uh, there are mantids who look like a praying mantis, very much like a praying mantis. I myself uh, have not had encounters with them, or at least I don't have memories of it. Uh, Orions are some of the newest uh, in the uh, being in the Federation. I think they're less than 100 years so there is still a situation where some Orions are still kind of stuck in that old um, Draconian pattern and have some connections to Reptilians, but the new Beltrexian, Montaukian Orions, because um, the other ones really aren't talked about, and I believe truly the reason is is because they're still maybe ruled a little bit more by the Draconian measures, uh, but the, the Beltrex and the Muntocans are many humanoids. They have reptilians and they have gray types and zeta reticular types. And there's uh, fairy types of beings out there as well. There many different amphibian types of beings. So Sirius has is where the whales and the dolphins came from, the mermaids and the merman. Uh, there's amphibians and there's reptilians and there's lots of different humanoids. It is a lot of the people that came from Atlantis uh, i came to atlantis to build atlantis is from sirius so um yeah
1: did i give you enough of them a little bit Th- thank you so much for yeah and i just i want people if you're curious about this um you can go over to misha's website as well and have a look there and uh, uh can they order your books on amazon they can absolutely yeah I'm in interested. case
0: yeah oh, yeah i they can order my books um and they can order my cards. I do, or I have Oracle cards that my ETs also um, assisted me greatly in putting together because I'm not any kind of author by any means, but they did it. I've got to give them the, the kudos for that. But I have two decks. One is ET Experiencer deck and one is ET Experiencer the Unimaginable. And the Unimaginable takes in all aspects, MKL, Jurassic Space, and all that other stuff. But Mm -hmm. if you are wanting to know about your your experiences, you can purchase my cards and then do a reading for yourself about a dream you had and get your answers and things like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's
1: just because I'm in Australia and sometimes and you are in America. So sometimes it's hard to to order online from well, yeah, direct yeah. Amazon so
0: has the unimaginable cards. I don't know where exactly and how you find them because yeah. they have them through a third party. I OK, mean, my party that does my book, my cards uh also sells them to Amazon. So therefore you could find them on Amazon, but they're not on my regular Amazon site that I have my uh, three books on because I have two bio books. And then of course the galactic genealogy book. So,
1: yeah. Oh, excellent. Thank you for that. That's also another topic that I would like to, to have you back on the show another <laughs> time and talk about. Um, I, I was just going to wrap it up a little bit. And um, so I want to talk a little bit, how you ground and protect yourself. And um and also, maybe before that, could you just mention a little bit about? I know you have a wish to, to, to help, you know, like even more with the Star Seed Learning Center in the future mm-hmm. and, and, and what your vision is.
0: Okay, so back about five years, six years ago, I tried desperately to get a 501c3 to start a school. And the school was going to be a thrive school of Nevada. It will be. It would be. Uh, it will be. This is my mission statement, and I'll just read a little of it. Well, it'll be a school that will nurture and educate children from kindergarten through to twelfth grade to provide a holistic educational approach that supports children's interests in regard, regardless of their abilities and or their aptitudes, combining award-winning circular, uh, excuse me. Again, talk curriculum with uh, exceptional teachers. I'm very dyslexic, by the way, especially when I read, so just bear with me. An amazing support team and an individualized learning plan for every student to, to offer children who have been previously diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, ODD, dyslexia, and Asperger's, and even high-functioning autism, an alternative to current curriculum in schools today. We aspire to the belief that there is value and validity in many different theories and methods. So we draw from several in our, our educational approach. Our learning center will be a democratic, free school. The children are free to choose what classes and activities that they want. And and actually, you know, what I want to do, and I'm kind of just going to paraphrase for the rest of it, is um, to have a, a chat with the parents and the child to see exactly... What kind of uh, learning are they? Are they textile learning? Do they learn from hearing? Do they learn from seeing? Do they learn from doing? And because everyone learns in their own method, uh, they and and they have to learn that way. If they don't, they're not going to get it. It's just going to be regurgitation. It's just going to be memorization. And memorization doesn't even stay with you ever. So I want those kids to be able to really come out of there on the 12th grade and have a career, not having to run off to college to get that career. First of all, I'd keep everybody out of college. I'm sorry, because there's so much programming going on with, uh, with the whole socialism. I'll just say it. So, I think uh, it's uh, yeah it's time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: No no I think it's uh it, it's good to hear because I uh, myself I dropped out of high school and I was struggling a lot because I it was a lot of regurgitation and uh, I always felt I didn't fit in and I think that applies to a lot of starseed people mm. and uh yeah but you know a lot of people in general uh whatever whoever you are but also uh, it mentioned there as well and this is like a big topic to talk at a later later as time but um it it talks a little bit about the junk dna and uh, i think this is a time for us to to raise the vibration and activate that junk dna can you just uh, tell the listeners what junk dna is okay well um we are star
0: seeds and slash hybrids here. Some are walk-ins, some are uh, some are, are crawl-ins. So crawl-in would be born here. A walk-in would have made agreement at some point to uh, make an exchange with another extraterrestrial or off-planet being, shall we say, a um, soul. And um, so the... Um, so I, I'm going to see if I got a little... So the question was
1: <laughs> yeah what what junk DNA is oh junk DNA yeah. yes yeah, okay. yeah. So junk yes. DNA
0: is alien DNA it's extraterrestrial DNA that they cannot quantify and they cannot tell how much is there and they cannot they don't know what it is um so that's why some of the things like the vaccinations that they're doing is going to help them with uh they're going to be um doing DNA, DNA changing. This is some of the ways they're trying to find out who's who, I think, as well. There's so many things going on in this planet right now. And I know because of my life and what I've experienced, and I see MKUltra mind control, I see psyops when it happens. And this whole thing with the COVID and the vaccinations and the, and the masks to shut your mouth are all a psyops
1: how can we do what can we do to activate our giant DNA because we just use a part of our intelligence mm-hmm. and like because I, I I myself when I started on my journey when I awoke was awakened again you know like and I just started to draw and I just started to to draw a lot of different DNA structures, which was kind of weird. Like and and I started I had the book open and and the my beings that I taught to they said this is a way how you activate and it's done now. And uh, I was just wondering if you have an angle on that as well. Um, you know, activating the
0: DNA as connecting with your galactic and the galactic source you are in the galactic uh and source through the end and galactic through source uh, and everything like that. So to me, you know, meditation, Qigong, uh, galactic light language is a wonderful way. I'm telling you, when you finish speaking, as you know, galactic light language, you couldn't be any more uh, raised in your consciousness as you are in that very moment that is happening. It is so unbelievably love, energy and unconditionally love and energy that comes through them. So uh, it to me, it's all about love. It's all about the love. And um, though these things are happening and you have to be aware of them in the world, if you do not let them af- affect you, ask for help from your galactics. That's my my advice. I mean, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. I got to tell you, there's no way I'd still be here. Um, and I believe that if our if we have a truly loving connection with our galactic family um and and source that it has not your consciousness is not going to do anything but raise it's just got to raise and people also start seeing it in your abilities like maybe if you look back a few years ago you weren't didn't have the same uh, um psychic abilities or uh, intuitive abilities or even the, you know, the the dreams that you have now. A lot of our dreams are preparing us for what's to come when the consciousness raises. And I will tell you this from the galactic. This is the message that I sent. They wanted so much for everyone to this is an old message that they gave me, but it never tires. It means the same thing. But they said, I want so much for people to just talk to them. Um they they're so excited when anybody wants to speak with them and talk to them and connect with their family and um and especially the hybrids this is how you connect with your hybrids is you speak galactic language and your hybrids and i've had it happen will start popping up right in front of you which i've i've been shown 13 we didn't get to that but i (laughs) i have a lot of hybrid children that i've been presented with uh, and so uh i know many many people are in the hybrid program and that's a good program it is because It is also part of what is happening on this earth right now with the new children in the last 10 or 20 years that are amazing children that um, are, are going to be in places of great importance when the time comes that we have to make a shift. Shall we say whether Gaia, puts us into to that shift and we have to go, or whether we as a as a consciousness make that shift, it's very hard, no one really ever knows, no one knows. Um, so I just feel that um, connected with the Galactics and, and and my hybrid children said one more specific message, they said, you who speak galactic language and talk and automatic write and play play the music and that thing and you do all of these things, you are the um, ambassadors. You are the translators for when the time of great change comes and we walk among you. And we can't wait to see our parents again.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, so to everyone out there who before, uh, you know, uh, wanted to share or where they can find you on your radio show as well. I'm, I'm not going to forget that, your radio show and your website, of course, and the Facebook groups. How um, Do you have any... Uh, tips and I, I didn't see that on the side do you have any prayer or any protection prayer that you do to protect yourself from outside sources i
0: do a very simple one because i'm not mm-hmm. a really verbi-, jo- per- verbi kind of person i don't really get into, into the talking very much and you know long things so i do everything very simple to think yeah. i envision it and i think an envisioning for me is the very best thing so i envision this beautiful energy of white light and sometimes pink light. And if I really need to have some protection, I even put a mirror on that. And I asked for only information for my highest good to come through, for only those that love me and are for my highest good can enter my realm, can come to me in any way. And I just uh, visualize this beautiful energy bubble around myself.
1: Oh, excellent. And the mirror is reflecting outwards, right?
0: The mirror is reflecting out so that yeah. if you, yeah. are attacked, yeah. if yes. you are attacked. If you're attacked, it goes it, back.
1: It, it yeah. goes back. Yeah.
0: Or if you're if you're not attacked and they're searching for you, they can't find you.
1: Yeah. All see. right. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And also, can mm-hmm. you talk about, uh, or not talk? Can you just uh, tell the listeners how you, they can listen to you once a week? You have a really great uh, radio show and a oh. lot of followers. Oh, thank you, thank well, you. Um, mm.
0: All right, is every Saturday that specific standard time at twelve o'clock on Saturday here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and um, I have all kinds of guests. It's called Starseed Awakening Radio Show, and it's on KCORradio.com. It is a, a live um, radio virtual podcast. It's 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 my, the, the 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 producer and the owner is a um, long-time radio producer. So she runs it like a radio show. And it's uh, really, really excellent done. So check out the website, kclradio.com. You can go to my website, starseedawakening.org. I also do night vision tours. So if you ever come to Vegas, I do through Airbnb experiences, which is not the Airbnb living in and but the airbnb experiences i do night vision ce5 tours uh to, to vector in ships to uh for people to ask me questions about my experience i tell them some stories about local things and of course i live by near area 51 only a couple hours away so i tell them about that and i tell them about tre- treaties with our government and and the ETs and things like that. And then we use night vision goggles, which are the same goggles I use uh, at Desert Storm. They're uh, Gen 3s. And we look up into the sky and I point out the UFOs and the satellites. And I point out other things like galaxies and, and constellations and their their home constellation. I do a reading for them while they're out there. So then I point out their home constellation as well. Um, and then, you that so that's UFO as UFO nightwatch.com. And uh I already said did I see starseedawakening.org. Yeah, I I, I hope I yeah
1: see. but they can also find all these links on your website too, right? StarseedAwakening.org is my mm, web. Yeah, so they can find everything there. So that yeah, might be so the they can, the, yeah, the most simple. find the books, they can find
0: the cards. Yes. Uh, but they again, if you're from another country, don't pay. I'd have people do it all the time, pay $25. Don't pay $25. Just get it on Amazon.
1: On, just, the, freight. Oh, yeah. on the freight. Yeah. The freight. Yeah. yeah. yeah the freight is yeah. so
0: expensive. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know
0: the exchanges too. So yeah, just get it on amazon.com. That's the, another place to get it. Um, but you go to my website to find out
1: what it is and then look it up over there. Let's mm-hmm. see. And that's, any final words to the universe, to all the human beings? Let's see if the ETs have one.
0: Share your experiences with others. They know how you feel. Share your experiences of your life, of your experiences. Do not be alone. Do not stay alone. Do not close yourself off. Do not isolate You are part of a beautiful civilization that is just part on this earth, but is in many millions and millions of areas out in the earth, out of off the earth and in the universe. So do not close yourself off of who you really are. You are a galactic light being having a human life. That's all I want to say.
1: Thank you, beautiful soul. I really appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
0: you, beautiful soul.
1: (laughs) As mentioned, if you want to get in contact with Misha and have a look on what she's doing and how you can find her services, her books and everything, go over to starseedawakening.org and also ufonightwatch.com. And we also mention her show, her radio show on KCOR Radio, which is called Star Seed Awakening. And if you are on the podcast app now, please rate and review me because the more people that do, the more people I can reach. And also, I got a website ascensiontalk.com head over there and have a look i have uh, latest uh, the latest podcast i sometimes i put some pictures up there and also some tips uh, tips and tricks about health Uh, also i got a resource page as well so thank you so much and until next time ground yourself (laughs) take care bye